Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Ready as I can be. Hey, Nay. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Oh, girl, it's Friday, like we always say. Yeah, it was a rough week for me. Yeah, it sure was. Under the weather. No kidding. But I'm uh, feeling much better. Much, much better. Yeah. But I've been missing my coffee because I stayed away from that. Oh, yeah. So. That's bad within itself, sis. I know, I tried to do some decaf, and it really uh, isn't the same. No, it's artificial. Maybe it's a mind thing, though. No, it's artificial. It it's not It's not truth. It's not the truth of coffee. I was going to ask you, what is that device thing you got? I forgot what it was called. It's not a, a coffee expressor. Or the what percolator? Is it? Percolator. I totally didn't Honey, even think of that word. Percolator. I think I want to look into that. Yes, that is a wonderful coffee. Can you really, really tell a difference, though? Yes. Because I'm a coffee drinker. You know I am. You know I am. Does it make it richer and stronger, or what? Richer, smoother. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know what coffee we've been buying for probably the last three months? What? Um, The mushroom one? The mushroom one. <laughs> Remember I had you try the mushroom coffee? It has mushrooms in it. Yeah, no. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. That'd be a hard no, nay. Okay. Um, we've been buying Clipper. Never heard of it. Clipper is Thomas Coffee. But Thomas Coffee, he had gotten really sick and he had to close the business. And then when he got well, cause he, um, he, like he couldn't speak or something, like oh. something detrimental really happened to the owner. Um, and so then when he got better, he started Clipper Coffee. So if you go into Schnucks or Deerberg's, um, look for the blue can of Clipper really? Coffee. And it's really good. I only know this because Reed ran into the owner at Deerberg at Deerberg's in O'Fallon. Up here, yeah, in, in, in our little bubble of a world. Yeah, Did he was live stock- here? he was stocking the shelf. The owner himself. Yes. Why? Yeah, Mr. Thomas. What? What? How? Yeah, he was. Is he just a small little company? Like I he guess, doesn't have little stockers? I guess so. And Weird. he told he told Reed after they were talking for a few minutes, he said, Well, I gotta go. I gotta um um whatever you do to make coffee in a can. Yeah. Sure did. Really? Yeah, and he told Reed like how he got sick and had to close the business and the whole nine yards. And then Reed goes, Well, I'll try your coffee. And the guy was like, You're kidding. <laughs> What? Yeah, he said that to Reed, and Reed goes, well, no, here, give me a can, and I'll try it. He's like, 
Reese said he was the most thankful man. Really? Yeah, he's like, hey, thank you so much for trying my coffee. I really appreciate it. Reed's like, sure, no problem. So we've been buying Clipper coffee. Really? Yeah. Mainly because the guy was so nice. I was going to say, is the coffee really good or it is it is just good. that? It you is know, good. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So we've been trying different kinds to find the one that we're in girl, love we're with. we're always <laughs> in search of. I know. Always in search of. What is it about that? I don't know. I don't know. Do other coffee drinkers do that? Because we're always yeah, that's in search a good of question. good coffee. If anybody yeah. has some good coffee brands out there, let us know. Yeah. Because I'm always looking for a good cup of coffee. Yeah. I wonder if that's a thing. I have to think it is. Yeah. I mean, we were buying... Um, um, Black Rifle for a long time. Mm. Um, that's a really good coffee. I've tried so many, I probably can't even name them all. Yeah. You know? Now, I like that community <laughs> coffee, but Reed doesn't like it. That's a local coffee. What is it? Community. Yeah, I haven't tried that one. It's in the red bag. Huh. Yeah. But Clipper in the can. Interesting. Yeah, it's not cheap. Oh. It's not cheap. I don't I don't consider $17 a can cheap yeah, coffee. Yeah, that's But that is what kind of what I pay for. Yeah. Some of mine. I mean, I I'll buy coffee on sale. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, if it's legit like 4 bucks a bag, that's not good coffee. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from the cheap stuff. Stay away from the $4 a bag yeah. coffee. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, here we are. Today we're recording. We're still on I know, we really want to get through these last four. Yeah. I think we can do it. I think we can too. We got four more to go. Yes. Yeah. On the 12 strongholds. Yep. Good versus evil. The strongholds. This is going to be part four. Yes. And we are going to be talking about the last four that we know of, right? Yeah. And I'm not, so that we can get through these, I'm not going to recap on the, the other eight that we sure. went through. So you'll have to listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. So we are on number nine, which is the spirit of depression or heaviness. Ooh, that's big. Yeah. We see it all the time, don't we? Yeah. But I think um, a lot of people don't realize that's a spirit. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I will say there's a chemical imbalance where the medication can um, balance it out. But if nothing is working, it's probably a spirit of heaviness or depression. This says depression, abnormal grief despair, hopelessness, and suicidal thoughts flow from this malevolent demon. Hmm. Yeah. So here's, here's my question. Like, what are y'all doing in your personal time? And I say this because what open doors are you allowing? And, and I'll say this because I've had several people who enjoy smoking weed and that will put you in depression. Yeah. That will put you in into having suicidal thoughts. It's just like this roller coaster of 
you know, or spiral of one thing after another after another. And so that's an open door, which some people don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I had this conversation this morning with someone. Don't do it. You can't be serving God and, and serving the opposite of God. You can't yeah. do that. It's just like what we're talking about, good versus evil. Evil, yeah. It's, it's a can't. battle versus the other. Right. You can't serve God and then serve the very thing that is against God. Right. That, do, that doesn't work. That's where Satan wants you. He wants you to do all the things he wants you to do, not what God wants you to do. Right. Because it does not give you a sound mind. No, it and doesn't. Scripture tells us God has given us power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah. So those things that alter your way of thinking, just like alcohol, yes, it does not give you a sound mind. Prescription drugs, if yes. you're abusing them, yes. if you're not taking them like the prescription says, you're abusing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have firsthand knowledge with my mom mm-hmm. because she, she would abuse the prescription drugs Okay, well, that, that's going to lead to addiction, which she ended up having. Yeah. You know, so that's why I say, like, you That's know. the scary risk you're taking, just like I had heard before. I don't know what the saying was exactly, but you never know if you're going to be an alcoholic until you take that first drink. Yeah. And just like marijuana, you don't know. What is it going to lead to? What will it lead to? What other drug could it lead to? Because, I mean, young kids, that's where they're starting. They start with marijuana, well, but some don't know, end in just marijuana. They no. go on, marijuana is not as fun, or it's not giving me the high I want. So then they go on to other drugs. Yeah. It's very sad. I mean, it's true that it is the gateway drug, and people don't want to hear it. But, yeah. you know, just like I, I told somebody this morning, you know, why do that? Why do that to mess with you? Yeah. To alter your state of to mind. To alter your, your thinking, yeah. your countenance, everything about you. And if you have kids, why are you doing it? Right. Let's not right. do that. Exactly. Or a porn addiction or whatever addictions are out there. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we got to be adults and we got to operate in the lane that the Lord wants us to operate, not in the lane that our flesh wants us to operate. Yeah. So, because all those things are, are downers, and yeah. they, they will give you these symptoms of feeling despair or hopelessness, and then here comes suicidal thoughts. That people is the, don't people that don't is, have suicidal thoughts if they're in a state of happiness and they don't have they don't have depression it or works sound in, mind. Yes, it works in those stages where you're down, you're depressed, you have despair. I this feel is hopeless. what the enemy wants. Here, yeah, I, I need you to be depressed. Then. Or I need you to, you know. They're just waiting for you to get to that place. Yes. And then they plant those seeds of suicide yeah. on you. Which that's not truth. It's not. It's not at all. It's, you know, it's really sad because it's becoming relevant. Um, and very common now to hear people say, I just had a client text me. I have an appointment on Wednesday, but now I need to talk to you about something else because my my oldest son, I think it's his oldest, uh, just committed suicide last night. Oh, come and on. And it's just really? heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, we have dear me. friends. Their son committed suicide. It's oh, just. Oh, I hate I this. I hate hearing it. I really hate hearing it. Oh, gosh. That just, it tears me up because 
man, how old was a boy? I'm not sure. I don't. They were old. They were old and on their own. Adult. Adults. Yeah. Adult children. Gosh, that's terrible. Yeah, it really is. And so. that's just that's just the plot and scheme of the enemy. Yes. Man, it people is. get mad at Satan right. for trying to do these things in your household. Right. Trying to tear up your marriage, divide your marriage. Right. Division within your kids. Mm -hmm. This is uh, what spiritual warfare is. It is, y'all. This is what we're talking about. He's playing dirty. Yeah. Dirty, dirty, dirty. If somebody in real life did you dirty, would you just stand there and take Why? it? Right. I would hope you wouldn't. I hope you would say, oh, heck no. Yeah. We're not doing that. Right. You're not yeah. disrespecting and coming in my space. Get Being out of my rude. space. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is very sad. You got to realize that depression, heaviness, it's actually in uh, Isaiah 61. Yes. Let's read that. Isaiah 61, 3. It says... Um, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for mm -hmm. ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Yep, yep, That yep. they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Mm. So um, the answer God's given us is to praise. And that is so true. I know it sounds simple. But when you start changing your mind and your thinking to more positive things or you give praises to the Lord or you even listen to worship music something that's uplifting it will lift that spirit of heaviness from you yeah and if that means you have to do it a hundred times a day then you do that so then the next day it might be only 90 times and right then within a week it's only 40 times but um, you you can't give up you nope. cannot give up you can't give up because you know what you're in the battle even though the Lord is gonna fight the battle for you mm -hmm. you got to be one of the soldiers yeah you have you know you have free will so you have your part that you have to do so God can do his part yeah so um, okay well let's go on to the next one that is the lying spirit one of Satan's favorite tools Wow can I, can I read that before yeah, we start yeah. talking about it? Yeah. It is in 1 John 4, 6. 1 John 4, 6. It says, We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You know what? I want to take that scripture and then... Uh, that is 1 John 4, 6. Mm -hmm. Then, um, for the people who are listening, they need to hop on over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, all at chapter 2 to 3, chapter 3, 1 through, I think it's either 4 or 6, because that's where it's talking about the carnal man, the natural man, mm -hmm. and the spiritual man. Mm -hmm. And it says the same thing here. That where it says in First John four six, we are of God, mm -hmm. and he who knows God hears us, but he who is not of God does not hear us. So people who do not have the Holy Spirit in them, they cannot understand us. 
mm-hmm. who have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So this makes a lot of sense when it when it's talking about the lying spirit and being one of, fav- of Satan's favorite tools. Mm-hmm. And so what what are the um, characteristics it here? It says um, unbelief, deception, mm-hmm. compromise, intellectual intellectualism, cults, flattery, and legalism flow from this divisive spirit. Yeah. Those are some deep ones there. Yeah, absolutely. That you have to look at those traits and ask yourself, are my words deceptive? Do I have unbelief of Mm -hmm. things that were really truth, even though I, you know, it's truth, but I still want to unbelieve the truth. Is there compromise compromise of the truth? Compromising certain things in areas in my life that are not godly. Yeah, you know, am I am I living righteously? Um, What's the definition of intellectualism? Let me see. Somebody who thinks they know a lot about a lot. Oh, about a certain thing. Sure, it can be a certain thing. Just the philosophy of knowledge that's yeah does that make sense the exercise of the intellect at the expense of the emotions Mm. Mm. playing on people's emotions oh I could see that in it Uh, cults flattery and legalism Mm. I think legalism is one we really need to be careful of because it can really ruin your witness of Christ to other people. Like I've heard it many times in my office. Um, Yeah. And it's really sad when it's a, a kid or a young adult that is looking at their parents being so legalistic about religion um, that yeah. that's what they're going to look at religion as. Uh huh. I had that yesterday. I had really? a client dealing with some of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's um. And also, legalism can kind of creep in before you even know it. Like it can even creep in your quiet time, and in your sure. own relationship with with God, thinking. You're oh, thinking I you're this. in a routine. Yes. But are you in a routine? Or are you stuck in a box of, you know, of legalism, of doing things because you know or you think you know, well, I gotta do this, I gotta pray for I gotta pray for an hour, I gotta yeah. I gotta read the scriptures for this yeah, amount of time. Or, right. You know, or you could get stuck in the whole you could, you could get stuck in your quiet time. And even feeling like, well, I'm going to be punished if yeah. I don't do this. Yeah. That, that, that's not who God is. No, absolutely and not. A really good book I'm reading right now, um, you've already read it, is Bought, Bought with Blood by oh, Derek Prince. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of talks about that and how we have to realize that God chose us to be his children. And, uh-huh. and it, think about, and if you're a parent, like how you feel about your child. Yeah. 
it's like a million times more with him of how unconditionally he loves us and has grace and mercy and patience and understanding for us. I was I was just praying this to the Lord um, when I stepped out of the office for a bit um, because we know God's truth and we know that God loves our clients. Mm-hmm. He's created them for a purpose and for a plan and, you know... Um, they are the beloved. I mean, we could go through everything that God thinks about our clients. And sometimes, you know, I don't stop um, to think about those things for myself. I had I had a um, somebody text me this morning. She gave me a word from the Lord. Mm. Um, and I had to sit in that for a minute because I'm good at telling people, I'm good at telling people what God thinks about them. But sometimes I I don't take time to stop and and think about those things that I know God has created me for and what he's put in me and you know given me the anointing so and we sometimes we just yeah. I mean we're helping so many people we just want them to get it. But then sometimes it's like, wait a minute, have I told myself that lately? No, I haven't. So yeah. um, it was a good reminder for yeah. me. Some of the things that you know I know is truth and I tell my clients, but I think we, as those people who are- Always encouraging others. Yeah. It's- uh, To yeah. tell us, to tell ourselves. Yeah, that's so very true. Yeah. That's so very true. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let that lying spirit, don't let the enemy, you know, feed you with deception. and Don't uh, compromise your faith and no. beliefs. And don't do don't it. Don't be legalistic. You know, don't be so rigid on things for well, sure. Right. Okay. We have time? Yeah. Keep good? going. Okay. Come 11 on. is the spirit of jealousy. A relationship-destroying spirit. Jealousy, anger, rage, cruelty, suspicion, unnatural competition, insecurity, divorce, and division are the results of allowing this spirit to operate. Hmm. Wow. There's a lot there. Yeah, let me turn to uh, Numbers 5, Mm -hmm. 14. Oh, I even have that highlighted. What's that say? It says, if the spirit of jealousy comes upon him and he becomes jealous of his wife who has defiled herself, or if the spirit of jealousy comes upon him and he becomes jealous of his wife, although she has not defiled herself, let me go to 15, then the man shall bring his wife to the priest he shall bring the offering required for her, one-tenth of an ephath, e, e, that's not the word, how do we say that, oh, E-P-H-A-H, ephah, yeah, I think it's ephah, mm-hmm. of barley meal. He shall pour no oil on it and put no frankincense on it because it is a grain offering of jealousy, an offering for remembering, for bringing iniquity to remembrance. Mm. That's a very long scripture. <laughs> yeah. So the spirit of jealousy 
this came up too this week with someone uh, actually, you know, divorced people, then, uh -huh. then they remarry, but then they're, you know, they've got some woundedness because their former spouses cheated and so they think the same thing's gonna happen in their current relationship. Mm. And I'm like, no, no, don't bring all of those yucky things from the past into this new relationship. And they do they do bring up some good words here that, yeah. that are like insecurity. Like, why are you jealous of maybe what other someone else has or other traits or gifts? Or you're insecure with your own. Like maybe yeah. you need to, like what you were just saying, like reflect on yourself, like yeah. tell yourself the things that God has gifted you with and talented yes. you with to where you're not feeling insecure because that's where a lot of people will compare. And then here uh, come, you're opening the door when you compare. Oh, for sure. I'm to allow that. insecurity to come in mm -hmm. and to allow um, doubts about yourself and being cruel to yourself. Um, and you're just opening that up mm -hmm. and it's a matter of just being secure within who you made you to be who god made you to be mm -hmm. the blessings and the traits and talents he's given you that other people don't have like we always say stay in your lane yeah. stay in the lane that god has you in mm -hmm. don't compare don't be jealous because the neighbor down the street has something you don't have just don't stay yeah. in the lane that God has you and and operate in that because he wants you to. Yeah, I think about like people that try to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, saying, I hate that. Um, that's where that unnatural competition comes in. Yeah, but that's also, I it's, think... It's a spirit of jealousy. It is, and I think that could be within a marriage too. I've, I've had couples sit in my office and... Their biggest problem is they're competing against each other. And it's like, wait a minute, are you on the same team? Yeah, same team. What, what's that <laughs> What are about? you doing? Yeah. yeah, it only causes division. Yeah, which that's what the enemy wants. Exactly. You've just given him an open door. You've got to be open to the tactics of the yeah. enemy. Because if you let them take root, it becomes a stronghold. It sure does. And then it's so much harder to eliminate it when it's a stronghold. Yeah. Um, you know, and as we go through these, it's not a bad idea to go to a very trusted person. Now, make sure you don't get offended, but to ask them, do you see any of these spirits in me? Yeah. That's a good thing. Or you know, ask yourself. Ask yourself. Ask Be the honest. trusted person. Obviously, ask the Lord to reveal things to you. Mm -hmm. So, did we read? Yeah, we read the scripture. So, yeah, we did. The last one is the yes. spirit of stupor or slumber. Oh, this is wow. number 12. Ooh, I see this a lot. Constant fatigue, passivity, passivity, feeling like a wallflower, and self-pity describe this demon. When allowed to control, the spirit blocks success and brings weariness to life. Ah. Oh. Let me read the scripture. Mm -hmm. It says, just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor, mm. eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is um, one the enemy really likes to use. I've seen it in adults, not even just young 
teenagers or young adults, um, but it it can be strong to where yeah. you don't have energy. You don't have energy to even read your word. And when you're not totally alert and you're trying to sit there and read the Bible, you're not going to comprehend anything. Mm -mm. You know, that spirit can be really heavy. Um, and then what it turns into is all these other doubts like, well, I just don't understand the word. Well, I don't enjoy it. Well, it doesn't mean anything to me. Well, I don't understand it anyway. Yeah, that's just Why should I read it? Okay. Tactics of the enemy. Right. He got you. There he goes. He okay. just hooked you and pulled you in. Right. Because his whole goal is to keep you out of the word, which is the truth. Uh-huh. He's to keep you out of truth. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, he will come to you and the alarm will go off and you're like, oh, I really need to get up so I could read before I go to work. But I'm so tired. I'm really tired. No, I'm just going to sleep for another half an hour. Yeah, I'll do it later. Yeah, and then night. you never do it. Yeah, and you don't. Yeah, that's just, another trick. Yeah. Trick of the enemy. Be, oh, just be be aware of it. Mm-hmm. But we, we do give the steps to, like, get rid of these strongholds. But were you going to bring something out before that? No, I, I, I already did it, okay. I believe, yeah. Um, yeah, so again, there's eight steps to the removal of a stronghold. Mm -hmm. And again, these are just 12, and I'm sure there's many other strongholds. There has um, to be. Yeah. But it basically, just a nutshell though, a stronghold is the way the enemy gains access and control in your life. So it's kind of like, it, it talks about, um, stronghold also means in Greek, fortress. Yeah. A stronghold is a fortress or wrong thinking that can harbor a demonic entity. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to get rid of this, number one, be sure you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pretty simple. Number two, realize only God can remove a stronghold. Yep. You cannot do it in your own strength or might. Mm -hmm. Three is identify the stronghold. Again, if mm -hmm. if you, I had given you a an option, like if you can't identify it, ask someone that you trust. Yeah. Go to the Lord and ask him to reveal it. Mm -hmm. Look at, again, go over these podcasts where it gives you the symptoms of these strongholds that we yeah. just talked about. Yeah. See if, you know, maybe look at the symptoms first and say, yes, I, I can relate to all those. This must be the stronghold of jealousy right. or, you know, right. fear or whatever. Mm -hmm. Confess all sins related to strongholds is number yep. four. Confess all sins related mm -hmm. to the stronghold. Number five is thank God for forgiveness. Yes. And I think that's important because when you ask for forgiveness and God has forgiven you, it's done. Don't don't yeah. pick it up again. Yeah, well, don't do don't that. go back to the stronghold or open it up again because no. God has forgiven you when you ask for forgiveness. It is and finished. And He has forgot about it. Yeah. Number six, visualize the destruction. So see Ooh. the stronghold being destroyed. That's yeah. how I interpret that one. Are you? Well, that I think way? we've said two things about that. Like, <clears throat> I also visualize the, the destruction of the stronghold. Like, what's the ripple effect of that? Mm -hmm. If you keep going back to that stronghold, are you affecting other people? Yeah, it could destroy you. Yeah, I mean, it could... It could and other people. It's doing something to you, but then in turn, 
it's doing to some, something to somebody else and somebody else. So, true. you know, I think both, true. both interpretations are good. Yeah. Seven is ask God to free you from the negative demonic force mm -hmm. associated with the stronghold. Yep. Because you want to get rid of all, anything associated with it so it hasn't even a little cracked doorway open to come right. back in because that's all it takes. Yeah. Um, and eight, make restitution. Mm -hmm. That's a biggie. You know, and that may even include making restitution with yourself. To oh, forgive yeah. yourself, you know? Absolutely. Um, to make things right with you and God, mm -hmm. to restore that. It may not be another person. Of course, it may mm -hmm. um, be that as well. But make sure you have forgiven yourself. That unforgiveness is a sin, and that sin is a barrier between us and God. That's right. So if you haven't forgiven yourself for things, um, that's a blockage. Yeah of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Absolutely. For sure. One thing I'd like to just quickly, because we have to wrap this up, but I quickly, I'd like to go over those three other things mm -hmm. um, above that, Naomi. I think that's important. And then one last time, just we need to read through the 12. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So like those, those three things I'm talking about, it says, in order to take down these strongholds of Satan, you must become an armed believer. Remember, we were talking about that. We have to be a we have to be a soldier in God's yeah. army. Mm -hmm. um, and it says, uh, Revelation twelve eleven declares our threefold weapon to overcome our enemy. Um, and the word says in Revelation twelve eleven, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. And so it says, number one, the blood cancels Satan's right to oppress you. Mm. It's Jesus' blood. Yeah. Two, the word of your testimony. Yes, take the word of God as a sword and release it out of your mouth against the enemy. The truth will set you free. You've mm -hmm. got to use scripture. Mm -hmm. um, and three, a surrendered life to Jesus. You can appropriate all of Jesus' wep weaponry and you must capture every thought of the enemy and cast it down. Mm -hmm. So you've got work to do. Yeah. To get rid of strongholds. Don't mm -hmm. just pray to God, Lord, take this away from me and not do anything. Right. So, okay. So, Naomi, read Alrighty. the 12 root strongholds that we have been going over in these last four um, podcasts about good versus evil. Because this is, this is the last mm -hmm. one. Uh, one is the spirit of infirmity. Mm -hmm. Two is the spirit of fear. Three is the spirit of python, also called divination. Four is the spirit of sexual immorality. Five is an enslaving spirit. Six is the spirit of pride. Seven is the spirit of perversion. Eight is the spirit of antichrist. Nine is the spirit of depression or heaviness. Ten is the lying spirit. Eleven is the spirit of jealousy. And number twelve, the spirit of stupor or slumber. Right. We always want to give credit where credit's due. And uh, you could read Ron Phillips' book, Everyone's Guide to Demons and Spiritual Warfare. So um, this has been good on strongholds. Yeah. And I'm sure the Lord is going to lead us to other things that mm -hmm. we've been reading because this spiritual warfare is something that we all have to be aware of because if you're not being attacked you're going to get attacked 
And you may be attacked and not know that you are being What's attacked going on, and that true. it is a spirit. Yeah. And so um, I hope that this has given people a lot of insight, yeah, new revelation, mm -hmm. and knowledge um, to know what to do. That's right. Don't have the spirit of fear. No. We don't need that. God doesn't give us that. <laughs> right. All right. Well, okay. hey, I hope everybody can go back and listen to part one through three and then listen to four. You'll get the scriptures that you need yep. to study. And mm -hmm. there you have it. All right. All right. See we'll you have later. a good one. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.